Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor, Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we are on episode 186 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and so as you are listening today, take a few minutes and just invite someone to listen, maybe friend, friend, family member, somebody in your Life Connection group or small group, uh, post it to Facebook, Twitter, uh, on the on the gram or however you do it, and just let them know that uh, they have an opportunity to learn to connect faith to life. And this past week, by the way, we were at Gethsemane Baptist Church. Shout out to Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. We had, I had some of their people come and say how much they enjoyed uh, connecting faith to life. Oh, really? So we're overflowing the yeah. boundaries a little bit. Worldwide reach. <laughs> so who All knows? the street in the summer. Yeah, I know. Isn't that mm-hmm. amazing? No, but seriously, they, they, uh, enjoy, they enjoy the time and, and, uh, it's interesting to just talk to people and see what they're getting out of it. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, just get out there. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, enjoy just spreading the word. Well, Pastor, you know, being a follower of Christ should be much more than simply walking the aisle and getting baptized. I think that's kind of where, especially as Baptists, we tend to kind of leave it, and it's kind of the rest is up to you. But I found out early in my Christian walk that one of the first and best disciplines, and I like that first and best, uh, that you can work out in your life, is your time with the Lord. Yeah. And uh, some people call it devotions, quiet time. But whatever you call it, you really should seek to do it and do it pretty consistently daily if you can, you know. And uh, I know what the impact it has had on my yeah. my own life. So uh, that's what I think we're going to yeah, be talking about so today. We, um, we are walking through the gospel of Luke on Sunday morning. And this past Sunday, uh, we talked about Jesus pulling away and being alone with the Father. Yeah. Uh, and just talk about, you know, if Jesus needed to do that, then uh, we should probably do that too. Amen. And we have a tendency to struggle with that. And so... Uh, I had I had a lot of feedback about uh, that part of the message and people a lot of text messages, emails, uh, comments after the service about you know people just trying to figure out how yeah. to have that daily time with the Lord and so I figured it'd be good for us to talk about it and no, I think it's think great through yeah. how to have that daily time with the Lord because you've been doing that for a long time, haven't you, Trey? Well. I didn't know I was supposed to at first, but I did. No, and so, uh, nobody told me. I just knew that I should be reading the Bible. So yeah. I started by reading the Bible. And, of course, when you read the Bible, you pray. And uh, I didn't understand how to do it all. Yeah. I didn't have a plan. I yeah. just started reading. Yeah. And I, the first time I read the Bible through was in King, I read it in King James Version. when you were starting out with the Lord, that was the only translation available. Not really, but anyway. <laughs> Back in 1684, gra- that's what you had. My grandmom gave me a living Bible, but I didn't think that was a spiritual Bible. So I was told that wasn't <laughs> spiritual. So, uh, so you, when you were came to faith in Christ, you came to faith in Christ in a, a Baptist church, or yeah, yeah, definitely it was, it was an old church. school Baptist church, old old school, old yes. old school, yeah. because that's all there was back then was old yeah. school. But I mean, we were but, on fire for the Lord. I mean, led a lot yeah. of people to Jesus yeah. and things. So but, it was uh, kind of one of those King James only. Yeah, and definitely wear a suit to church every oh, Sunday. Oh yeah, and definitely. But leisure suits. We were allowed to wear <laughs> leisure suits. Well, those were cool, dude. <laughs> what color leisure suit did you have? I had kind of an off pink. One and I had little lions that were on it, and uh, anyway, on the shirt, you had a shirt that you wore, and it had to be a silk sort of shirt. Did it come with the leisure suit? The, the shirt? No, you had to go buy that separate, and they weren't cheap. I mean, you know, you look at them now, and you'll shake your head because I do. Uh, but uh, do you still have your leisure suit? I do not. That thing's long gone. But uh, we wore them all the time, and you know, it was cool. I actually liked it because you didn't have to wear a tie. So there you go. <laughs> you have pictures of you in your leisure suit. 
I do. I think you need to bring those to the office. I'll, so we can I'll, look I'll those. get my mom to get yeah, me a I couple think, pictures. I think that would be, uh, <laughs> are they black and white pictures? Because I know back no, in the day that's what no, you had. No, okay, so we, you <laughs> we had Polaroids. We had Polaroids. everything. Yeah, Polaroid color and all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, back in leisure suit trays day. Yeah. So anyway, the whole thing is, is that I started reading the Bible, and I read a little tract that so I should read about every six months. So I started reading it, like they said. Yeah. So in the first year of my life, I'd ever read the Bible. Uh, rare, your, year so of my your Christian first, life. first year of, as, of being a follower of Jesus, you read all the way through the Bible. Yeah, I didn't know you weren't, you. Supposed to. I, <laughs> you weren't supposed to. I, you know, I thought I, I thought that was kind of what you did, you know, and uh, come to find out that yeah. wasn't so uh, so normal. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I just encourage people. I, I think it's such a huge part of our Christian world. So you, you've been a follower, seriously, you've been a follower of Jesus for how many years? Uh, I got saved in 19, March of 1974. Okay, so... 1974. So do the math. That's a lot of years. And so over the course of those years, years yeah. almost 50 years, uh, you've been pretty consistent with the daily time with the Lord. Oh, yeah. So yeah, very consistent. Have you ever really struggled with that? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we all struggle. Uh, my first year in college was just terrible. It was, it was a nightmare. I did. I, I wandered, you know, yeah. I, I was in a Christian school and, uh, I just, yeah. I don't know why I just wandered. Yeah. And, uh, I quit reading and I quit praying and I quit. I would hide in the closet so I didn't have to go to church and yeah. all kind of weird things like that. So it struggled then. And you, but I would say that that's probably your first warning light. Yeah, right, that was right, the right. first thing that went for me was right. I'm just not going to read the Bible anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I taught people you know, quite a bit. I mean, and um, I taught like that's interesting. I taught people quite a bit. Obviously, I taught people quite a bit. I taught people quite a bit who are struggling. Yeah, uh, just in life, right? Um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for me to sit down and have a conversation with, with people who are struggling with their marriage mm. or um, people who are struggling with, you know, some kind of uh, unconfessed sin or whatever the case may be. And usually one of the first questions I'll ask is, how's your time with the Lord? Yeah, yeah. Right? Because because I can I can tell you, if someone is struggling in their marriage, if someone is struggling with unconfessed sin, if someone is struggling with whatever it is, yeah. um, there's usually not a time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because there's agree. something about time with the Lord that that over time, it really does shape you, shape your perspective on life, shape the way that you walk with the Lord. And so it really is important. And so when we talk about this, I want to be careful because I do not want to talk about legalism, right? I completely, you don't want this to be another thing that you're supposed right, to be, right. be guilty about. You In know? order for God to love you, you must give daily and have yeah. time with the Lord. That, yeah. That's not how it works. No. Uh, we, we spend time with the Lord because we want to, because Amen. we know it's good for us, because we know that God wants to meet with us. And so I just kind of walking through that. And you, you talk about, you know, for you, you've done it pretty much your, for 50 years. Yeah. And we all have struggles with it. But, and, and for me, I think I've become more consistent in my time with the Lord over the last um, couple of decades. Uh, I remember, you know, growing up, I, I knew it was important to have time with the Lord. But as a you know kid, teenager, just didn't make it a priority. Right. I remember always, you know, having a time when I went to bed at night of praying, um, but actually to have a time of consistently reading scripture, that was more to adulthood for me. Uh, and probably more, you know, I think I started developing the habit in college, but was inconsistent mm. after college, getting the seminary, kind of getting more rigorous. And then, yeah. you know, again, and I talked about saying morning, what's really helped me is uh, just getting up as early as possible. I know not everybody can do that. Everybody wants to do that, but that has been just really beneficial to, to have that five, five o'clock. I was about 445 this morning, mm-hmm. uh, just getting up and just starting the day. Uh, in the Word has just been super, super beneficial for me. And and I told my story Sunday morning. I mean, for me, that's the only time possible. Right, I mean, right. because of kids and 
obligations. If I, if I don't do that, it's just not going to happen. So I've, I've had to really discipline myself in that, and, and it's paid off. And so, so I want to encourage you, if you are listening to this episode of the podcast and, and you are not consistent in your time with the Lord on a daily basis, mm-hmm. I want this to not be an episode that lays guilt on you, but to be an episode that encourages you wherever you are to, to start having that time, to give you some, some tips, if you will, that will help you to develop that time. I just want you to be encouraged by this so that you can walk away from this episode feeling like I can do this. I can, I can spend more time uh, in the presence of God on a daily basis. I will also say as we do our, you know, you and I both uh, lead a discipleship group. You lead how many? Two? Yeah. Right now I'm only leading one actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, we lead one discipleship graduated. groups and it just amazes me. The guys that come in said, you know, we, we establish at the beginning, yeah. you know, you need to have your time with the Lord. And we talk about that as, as the material yeah. Yeah. does. And, you know, they're real hesitant. I, you know, they say, well, I'm going to try and I can't quite, you know, I don't know if I can do it every day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, within weeks, time goes on. they start saying, yeah. I don't know how I lived with, said I was a follower of Christ, and I, I, I've just grown so yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, one of them is not, uh, one of them, uh, one of our guys has just grown like gangbusters, and he attributes it directly to, to the time with the Lord. Because he told me from the beginning, I can't read. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah, I, I can't remember you telling me that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it it does work. And and if you if you're not a good reader, read what you can. You right. Know? That's yeah, the that's idea. A, that's a thing, right? We we can all make excuses for why we can't. Uh, but we live in a day and age where there are so many resources to help you with your can'ts, right? Amen. Whether it is is finding an easier translation mm-hmm. to read, or even just listening. If you're yeah, a terrible yeah. reader, or and and you just listen to the audio Bible, there's all kinds of resources to help you where it really does uh, kind of negate Amen. a lot of the excuses we tend to give. But let's dive in. We're talking a lot. We right. actually get in. So we've got seven ways yeah. uh, to develop the habit of time with the Lord. All right. The first one is this, have an understanding of why. Yeah. So I think that's important. I mean, just to understand why we're doing this. This is not, like we said, some kind of ritual or or, or box we're checking off on our to-do exactly. list. There, there is a reason why that that we want to grow in having a time with the Lord every day. And that, that, that primary reason that we get up every day and spend time with God in the Word and in prayer um, is because we want to know God intimately. We want to have a relationship with him. We talked about this Sunday morning that that Jesus is personal, right? That, exactly. That, that he has come to to have a personal relationship with you. How do you develop a personal relationship with somebody? The way you develop a personal relationship with someone is through conversation. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line, right? Um, I, I think about, you know, um, Sunday morning. I stand up before people. And we have a lot of people that come here on Sunday morning, and, and I preach God's word. Um, and it's really one-sided. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That, that when I preach on Sunday morning, uh, I, I think, because I, I share personal experiences and stories, people are learning something about me, mm-hmm. right? They're hearing me speak, and they're learning something about me. But honestly, on a Sunday morning, I'm not learning much about people who are sitting in the congregation because yeah. there, there's not a conversation taking place. It's mm-hmm. kind of one-sided. But when I get into that Life Connection group or I get into that discipleship group or when I'm you know, out having coffee with somebody who's a part of our church, then I'm able to develop that relationship because now the conversation isn't one-sided. We are in conversation with each other. You're hearing me. I'm hearing you. And that's how relationships are built. They're built through conversation. Mm-hmm. They're built through us getting together and talking things out. And, and you think about time with the Lord— this is a conversation that when I get up in the morning, and I spend time with the Lord, I'm in his word. So I'm hearing his voice. He's speaking to me mm-hmm. as I'm daily studying his word and I'm speaking to God. Oftentimes I'm praying back scripture. I'll read something in the word and like, man, that's really yeah. you know helpful. And I'll say, God, uh, help 
apply this to my life today. Or So there's this ongoing conversation that takes place between me and my personal Lord every single day as I'm spending time mm-hmm. with him. And so that's the why. The why isn't just because I want to, to grow in my um, ability to have lots of answers to Bible questions so I can win the Bible trivia contest or impress my <laughs> friends with how much I know about Scripture. Yeah. No, I'm in the Word every morning because I really want yeah. to know God, and I Amen. want Him uh, to, to speak to me, and I, I want to be able to have a conversation with my God and, and grow in that relationship. So that's the why. And so I think approaching it from that perspective, because for me, I mean, um, you, you talk about having daily devotionals, and I, I know that word, kind of an interesting word, um, but but my time with the Lord, it is, it is devotional. Mm. I'm devoting myself to Him, and in the that's same right. way, He's devoting Himself to me. So it is devotional, and so when I read Scripture in the morning, it is, it is with that intention of just growing in my walk with the Lord. And I talked about this Sunday. That doesn't mean that every day when I get up, and you can say this too, Trey, that doesn't mean every day when I get up and I spend time in the Word, uh, that that every day is just this powerful moment where I just hear God's voice audibly, and it just, it, a lot of days, it's a struggle. A lot of days, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get my brain around mm-hmm. what I'm actually reading, or, you know, I'm struggling to, to read. Or, and so not every day do I feel like, man, this was just awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But over years, as I've done it consistently, I can look look back and say, yeah, God has spoken to me a lot through his word oh, over yeah, years of studying definitely. and praying. I mean, it just, it is so, so, so if you get up in the morning and you have that time with the Lord and you feel like, well, I didn't feel anything. Well, that's not the point that you felt something or that, you know, I didn't have that aha moment. Well, you're not going to have that all the time yeah. because you're, you're develop you're developing a habit or a discipline that over the long term you're going to see the fruit of that discipline. And you are going to have over the mm-hmm. course of those days that you read, there are going to have some of those moments where it's like, oh man, God really spoke to me this morning in his word. And then you're going to have those moments moments where, or those days where, you know, it, it, it just doesn't feel like God spoke to you as clearly as he did another day or whatever the case may be. But just that idea of keep at it because God is growing you over the long term. And we have a, a, a tendency uh, to, to, to want to microwave our Christian faith, right? Oh, we boy, want, yeah. we want results right now. And, and that's just not the way God works oftentimes. Oftentimes God works over the course of years, not over the course of seconds or moments. You see what I'm saying? And so, but having that right perspective as you begin that time with the Lord, I'm doing this because I actually want to grow in intimacy with my God. Yeah, this is part of maturity. Um, yeah. We can we can be strong in the Lord. We can be spiritual with the Lord. All those things can happen relatively quickly mm-hmm. in, a Christ, in the Christian walk. But maturity takes time. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. And so this is a huge part of us maturing in Christ yeah. because it is an ongoing daily thing that we do and we grow, the goal is to grow every day, yeah. you know, to be further along today than I was yesterday. So have an understanding of why. Yeah, number two, intimacy, have the right perspective. Which I pretty much just covered that. <laughs> yeah. So the why is I want to grow in intimacy. Yeah. The perspective is, it really is. You you are setting yourself up with a habit uh, that is going to transform you and make you more like Christ over time. And so again, it's not being discouraged when you don't get all the feels on that morning that you're in the scripture that you want to feel mm-hmm. or, or, you know, you have those mornings where you're just struggling to, to get through scripture sometimes. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, I've read through the Bible now, probably like you have Trey a number yeah. of times. Yes. Right. And, 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 you know, when I get to that part in my Bible reading plan, uh, where I'm reading Ezekiel, right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm feel like I'm just kind of, you know, getting through, <laughs> getting through know? the measurements of the I temple. I mean, that's you right. Know? So there, there's something significant <laughs> yeah. there, obviously, but you know, you just get to those places in God's word where you're just kind of struggling sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's just part, but still, I mean, because I've read through Ezekiel now a number of times, I know the message of Ezekiel. Uh-huh. I know what God is communicating in that book. And, and now when I go back and read it after reading it, I don't know how many times over the years, I'm like, okay, 
this makes some more sense now because I've actually, over time, learned what God is saying mm-hmm. through that particular book. And it does minister to me now much more than it ministered to me 10 years ago, maybe when I read it of for course. the first time. You know what I'm saying? And so, so but that, that perspective of, you know, I, I'm going to keep up with this habit because over time, I'm going to see God bear fruit in my life because I discipline myself to be in his presence every day, to study his word and to, 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 to spend time in prayer. And so it's that perspective of I'm going to see God work over time in my life. Yeah. I've found that the more you read, the more you understand. Absolutely. So, so the, so the uh, people tell me all the time when they first start to read, I didn't, I don't get that. It's just like words to me. I say, keep going. That's right. Just keep going. going. The next time you go, it'll make more sense next time. So you just got to have the right perspective. So, okay. So those are kind of bigger picture things, right? So I have an understanding of why and having, the right perspective mm-hmm. that's really important as important as you're developing your time with the Lord and then the, just these practical steps okay. we're going to talk through let's talk number one is have have a time yeah have a time yeah that's really important to have that consistent time uh, that you set aside each day to spend time with the Lord mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know you better than I know you right so I get it that you might not be that five o'clock in the morning person it might be another time in the day it might be on your lunch break mm-hmm. at the office where yeah. okay now I've got 30 minutes I know I can, a lot of people that I can do set that. my yeah. this time aside now and spend time with the Lord or it might be for you in the evenings when you get home or before you go to bed whatever works for you because I know we're all wired differently mm-hmm. right I have just found for me over the years that early morning is the most effective time for me mm-hmm. and it really is right like you know by the time I get to noontime and I'm taking that, my, my brain's just going in a million different directions about what else I got to do today. Yeah. And by the time I get to the evening and uh, I have time when the kids are down and I have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour before I fall asleep, it's not even usually 30 minutes before I fall asleep, but you know what I'm saying? The kids yeah. are down and I finally have some peace and quiet. I'm, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. I can't give God my best attention at, you know, 9, 9.30 at night. That's just not me. That might be you. I mean, but it's not me. And so if part of it is knowing your own uh, rhythm. Mm-hmm. what times you have during the day that your brain and mind is sharpest where you can actually devote good time uh, to hearing God's voice and, and spending time in prayer and knowing those times a day where you're not at your sharpest and you're not going to retain anything that you read or your <laughs> thoughts are going to wander so much it's not even possible for you to pray in that moment. And so figuring out for you what time works best. And I, I'll just be honest, I think for, for a lot of people, um, there is something about the morning time that's really, really Agreed. helpful. I mean, uh, I never used to think that, but in the last 10 years, yeah, I it really is. I mean, uh, and I know for me, here's here's the beauty of, of five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. The beauty of five o'clock in the morning is in my house, nobody's up yet. Right. Nothing started yet. The world is still asleep mm-hmm. for the most part, right? Not I mean, getting I know, emails, I say texts, the world's and all still asleep, stuff. but nobody bothers you typically at five o'clock yeah. in the morning. And so it, it really is for me, five o'clock in the morning is uninterrupted time. Mm-hmm. If, if I did my time with the Lord at lunchtime, mm-hmm. My phone's going to go off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, somebody's going to knock on my office door. I mean, it's just this just more of a challenge. Yeah. But 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, the world is still asleep in a lot of ways. I, I don't get the text messages. I don't get the whatever. I don't get the intrusion. I agree. And so for me, I really do feel like that that, that for, my, for myself, right, that's my natural rhythm. My body seems to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning ready to go. And so for my, I, I'm sharpest in my mind that early. That might not be your case. But for me, that's my case. But not only am I at my sharpest, 
it just seems to be the ideal time because the world's still sleeping mm-hmm. and there's then there's a lack of intrusions at five o'clock in the morning. You might not be a morning person. I wasn't always a morning person, mm-hmm. but I made myself one. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. Because for me that's been just super beneficial. Not only that, but I think about, you know, I'm I'm most productive not only in my time with the Lord, but in my work in general in the morning hours. There's something for me about that morning time that has become really sacred for time with the Lord and time for knocking things off my to do list and all those kinds of things. So you gotta find your rhythm. Uh, you need to think through that, but there is something about having a consistent time. That was what the point we're getting to is that it's every day, the same time. Yeah. It's like, I don't write it on my calendar, but it's like, it's on my calendar. Yeah, I understand. This is going to happen every exactly. single day at the same time. Yeah. And then it's not just a time, it's also a place. And yeah, you wouldn't think that that's a big deal, but I've discovered it is a big deal. I have my time with the Lord every day in the same place, in my living room, in, in my chair, with my cup of coffee and my Bible, um, and, and, and that's the same. I don't go upstairs to the bonus room. Nope. I don't go outside on the porch. I mean, nope. that's my place. For whatever reason, that's my place. And, and I, I kind of liken it back when I was in, in, in college, you know, I, you know I, I did my degree in piano performance, and, and the way that it worked in in school, when I was in school is, you know, you had to practice hours a day. Mm-hmm. So we had at our school, what were called practice rooms. And in those practice rooms, I don't forget, there were 15 or 20 different practice rooms. There were 15 or 20 different practice rooms, all had grand pianos in them. Um, but out of those 15 or 20 practice rooms, you know how many of those practice rooms I actually used? No idea. Two. Oh man. That was all I used. There were two practice rooms that that one was uh, kind of a more exclusive practice room that only uh, some more of the advanced students got keys to, but that's a different story for a different day. But it was a beautiful room, mm-hmm. and it had uh, a beautiful oriental rug uh, that the grand piano sat. It was just a beautiful room, and so it kind of it was that place that you know kind of put you in the mood for mm-hmm. making music. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was a beautiful piano. It had the piano had the right sound, the right touch. It was just a better piano than the other pianos. And then there was another room, if someone was in that room and I couldn't get to it or whatever the case may be, there was another room in another part of the building um, that had a very nice, because every piano is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they can be from the same manufacturer, same company, same model number, but still has different sound, different touch. It's really wild how that works. Um, but there was this other piano in another room that that um, it had it had a good touch, good sound. And right when I sat at the keyboard, the keyboard sat right next to a window, so natural light would come in. And as I'm playing, I could look out the way. It was just it was just kind of peaceful, right. right? But those were the only two rooms I used. There were lots of rooms, Amazing. but that was my place. Those yeah. were my places to get my best. Pr- and if I went into another room, I just couldn't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like this is not my piano. This is not my place. This is not my. And so I couldn't I couldn't practice as well in another room because they just weren't my place. I mean, that's kind of weird, but that's what worked. Yeah. And in the same way, I mean, it's, there's nothing sacred about the place necessarily, but, but places do help to form habits. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. These things and having a time, it helps to form a habit. Having a place helps to form a habit, right? That knowing that I'm going to consistently go to this particular place and this is where I'm going to open my, using the same Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. all those, all these little all things, that. I mean, uh, they really do help to form habits. And that's what you're going after. You're trying to form the habit of spending daily time with the Lord. And so for me, it really has been important to have a specific time that I know this is my time every day and have a specific place. This is the place I'm going to do this every single day. And then the, because those things form the habits in your mind. Go ahead, Mr. I'm sorry. Anyway, that's all right. And then the next one is, and I think this is 
I think that's just as key. You yeah. have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. Have to have a plan. Right. And because don't just do the not, point and point and click thing, you know, well, no, right, read this right. one here, read and, this and, one here. And so listen, the plan is not for me uh, getting a devotional book that has one passage of scripture and yeah. one paragraph written after it. Be careful with that. Yeah, just be careful with that. There's you nothing wrong that, with devotional books, but and I've used those in the past. That, that's not what we're uh, talking we're about. Trying, we're talking yeah. about Bible intake. Over the course of time, over years, you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word, and you want to grow in 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 your intake. That exactly. You actually want to read through the Bible. For some of you, that might not be possible right now. Mm-hmm. The, the thought of reading through the entire Bible might be very overwhelming for you if you've never developed the time or the habit of spending time with the Lord. That's okay. Mm-hmm. What you can do over the next year is you can read through the New Testament. Exactly. That's what I like. Maybe maybe a chapter a day to get through the New Testament. You could probably get through the New Testament twice if you read through a chapter yeah, of the I New Testament a day. Yeah. So that might be it for you. But having that plan, setting some goals over the next year, or maybe it's not even the next year. You're brand new to this. You don't know if you'll be in it for a year. You will be. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's shorter goals, right? Over the next month. I want to read through one of the Gospels. You think about the Gospels, 25, 26, 27 chapters. Yeah. You've got a month to do it, one yeah. chapter a day. And so so, so it could be a smaller goal, and then from those smaller goals, moving up to larger goals, mm-hmm. right? All right, I've read through a Gospel. Now let me read through, um, you know, we'll do the longer epistles. We'll do Romans and 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Over the next three months, and we'll read all of the longer epistles. And then you just work your way out. Where you get to the point, maybe next year, now I feel like I've got a habit formed, I can read through the whole Bible. And again, we're in a day where we have plenty of resources. Mm-hmm. You can download that YouVersion Bible app on your phone that has all kinds of Bible you reading plans. You can get any kind of plan. And and so, so. you know, and, and it's different structure, different folks kind of thing, right? Um, some of those plans, you'll read uh, a couple, if you're going to read through the Bible in a year, they have some plans where you can read a couple uh, chapters of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then a couple chapters of the New Testament, and then a Psalm, and over the course of the year, you read through the entire Bible, but you're not, but every day you're reading from different sections exactly. of Scripture instead of just reading from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation yeah. over the course of the year. You're mixing it up a little bit, and, and that's helpful. Maybe you're like me. I like just reading straight through. Me too. Let's start Genesis 1 and go all the way. The, the point is, is that there are different plans that are available to you that you can, that can help you to achieve those goals, but you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. What I've done over the years, is there have been those years that I've used maybe a Bible plan where I'm reading from the Old and New Testament every day or in a psalm. I've used those plans where I've read straight through. And then there's been those years where I've said, you know what, this year I just want to focus in on three or four books. Mm-hmm. I just want to focus in on the Gospel of Matthew, and I'll read through the Matthew four or five times, and I'll make some study notes, and maybe read a commentary alongside of it, or something like that. Um, so, so, but every year there's a goal. I've got a goal set. I want to work through the Bible, and here's my plan. Or yeah. I want to read through Matthew five or six times, and here's my plan to study it, or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And kind of what I've done uh, in my time with the Lord with that 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 plan is um, I'll have my time of Bible reading. And, and it doesn't take long to yeah. read through the Bible in a year. Really You're does. talking about 15, 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And I'm not the fastest reader. I'm not the slowest reader either. I'm an average reader. Mm-hmm. So 15 to 20 minutes a day max. You're talking about three, four, five chapters most to read through the Bible in a year, according to whatever plan you're using. Um, and so I'll usually do that. And as I'm as I'm uh, reading through, I'm praying as I go. Yeah. If something sticks out to me, I'm I'm praying it back to God, right? If I'm in a psalm, for example, and and you know, I'll just pray back, God, this I'm reading this right now, and this is really impactful to me. I I, I want this to be true of me, right? Or I'm reading in Genesis, right? And I'm mm-hmm. reading about the faith of Abraham. God, help me to have that kind of faith. Yeah. And I can see in my own life where I lack this kind of faith. And and so I'm praying through Scripture. I'm because I'm having a conversation with God. After I read through Scripture, I'm I'm stopping for a few minutes and I'm praying for some other needs, maybe sure. for family and all those kind of things. But I mean, you're talking about 20, 30, 35 minutes of 
of, of reading scripture, praying. And then what I've typically done over the years is then I've picked up another book uh, 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 to help me think through some kind of theological issue. Mm-hmm. So, so I spend about an hour, right? I'm, I'm reading scripture, I'm praying, and then also reading, maybe it's a devotional book, maybe it's a theology book, maybe it's a, a commentary, but I'm supplementing my Bible reading with some other things to kind of help me grow in a specific area of my understanding of scripture or my understanding of the faith. It's about an hour, hour, 10 minutes, every single day, same thing. And so over the course of years, then I've read through the Bible a lot. I've prayed a lot. And I've also read a lot of books mm-hmm. uh, by, by respected authors that have helped me to understand things about scripture and things about the faith. And so that habit over the years, I mean, it's, I really feel like it's, it's paid off, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, what, another um, resource that you can use is they call, have things called one year Bibles. Yep. And they literally do it for yep. you. And so you, and like a, you can actual start, Bible you can hold in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Say day one, read. Genesis 1 and 2, read Matthew 1, read, and it does the Psalms and the Proverbs, yeah. the ones I'm familiar with. Yeah. And so that has helped a lot of my people that really have uh, not a lot of understanding of how to do it. it. It's not something they have to work on. They just open it and read That's the right. next day. That's right. So, That's right. And again, I've always told people, what if people always get this, I always get this question, what if I can't read it through in a year? Well, then it takes it's a year okay. and a half. It takes a year and a half. It takes two years. It takes yeah, two years. Yeah, I mean, whatever. you're just reading read. through it. Yeah, just you know? read. Yeah, just going. read. Keep just going. read. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and this is number six. Uh, have a lot of discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is big. So we got to go fast. But uh, there's a book called um, Spiritual Disciplines for Godly Living or something like that by a guy named Donald Whitney. Very helpful book for me. Uh, so let me just quickly kind of illustrate. So so uh, I'm trying to teach Hudson how to play the piano. Uh, Luke's not very interested in piano. He's doing the drums instead. That's fine. But Hudson's playing the piano. And typically what happens is when he sits down to learn a new song, I'll play it for him, mm-hmm. right? Now he's in like the third level book. So they're very easy songs. I'll play it for him. No mistakes. So that's pretty good, dad. Like, thanks. And then what I'll typically do after I play the song through, I'll go back and play it again and I'll embellish it big time, right? I'll have flourishes. I'll have runs. I'll have lush chords. I'll make it sound. Mm. The, the melody is still discernible, but I'll make it sound like a completely different song. And every single time Hudson says, how'd you do that? And not only does he say, how'd you do that? He'll say something like this. I'll never be able to do that. And every time I say, yes, Hudson, the reason why I can do that is because I'm 44 years old and I started playing when I was five. I've been doing this for 39 years. I can play. And if you do this for 39 years, you'll be able to do the same thing. What it takes is what daily practice. And so, so Donald Whitney, he says it like this. He says that discipline leads to freedom, Mm, Wow, which I think is a a wonderful thought. So, so oftentimes we think of discipline as, as legalism. Yeah, we do. But, but that's not when you're doing discipline the right way, it's actually very freeing Mm -hmm. because here I am at 44 years old. I've been playing the piano since I was five years old. Uh, I can sit down uh, and pretty much play whatever I want to play. There's a freedom that I have at the piano because I've put in the work and discipline over the years. We could walk over to the worship center right now, Trey, and you could say, hey, can you play nonstop for an hour? I haven't practiced today. Mm. I, I don't really practice a whole lot anymore, honestly. Uh, but I could sit down and play for an hour and play pretty doggone well for an hour because um, of years and years and years of practice and discipline, right? Discipline has led 
to a freedom that I have to sit down at the keyboard and play whatever I want to play. Wow, you see what I'm saying? Amazing. And yeah. so, so, so that's the same thing in, in your walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Because I've disciplined myself to daily spend time with the Lord. Yeah. Because I've disciplined myself to to read Scripture and to pray. There's a freedom that comes with that. A mm-hmm. freedom in in and knowing now how to approach God, how to hear His voice, how to discern His will. Right? That I, that it, you know the Christian faith doesn't necessarily get easy. I mean, the Christian faith is always you know. Uh, a marathon, a race, there's always challenges. But I feel like after doing this for years, I am I am much better at understanding Scripture, and I'm much better at discerning the voice of God. It, it's like we do a preaching lab, Trey. We'll come in, and we'll sit down, and we'll, we'll walk through a passage together. And usually once we walk through a passage, we'll have guys that say stuff like, I don't know how we, how you saw all that there, right? And we <laughs> yeah, hear that all the time. And, and and the thing is, right, Well, I've been studying Scripture for a long time. Yeah. When you study for a Scripture for a long time, you, you begin to see different themes emerging, and it just gives you a better understanding, mm-hmm. right? And it, and those guys will get there. And we tell them every week, you'll get there. You'll get yeah. there. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Discipline sets you up for freedom. I can I can interpret Scripture a lot better now than I could when I was 20. Why? Because mm. I discipline myself to know it, right? Uh, I can pray now a lot better than I did when I was 20. Why? Because I discipline myself in prayer. That discipline leads to freedom in your walk with the Lord, freedom, right, to, to, to experience His grace and Amen. His fullness because, because you've disciplined yourself. So discipline isn't a bad word. Yeah. Right. And discipline isn't necessarily legalism. Discipline really does lead to freedom when your motivation and your heart is set on disciplining yourself for godliness. You see what I'm saying? And so that's been really helpful for me just to think about discipline. It really does set me up for freedom in my walk with the Lord. And I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, you know, to be my disciple. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the, the a, a disciple is a disciplined one. Yeah. It's a disciplined you know, one. And he also said the truth will set you free. Amen. Right? Amen. All right. And last have a lot of grace because you're going to struggle with this. I still struggle with it, you know, doing this for years. There's going to be those days where, um, you know, you, you, again, you don't feel like that you have, uh, heard God's voice like you wanted to, or there's going to be those days you just don't have a time with the Lord at all. Yeah. And then you just kind of give up. Don't give yourself a lot of grace. Um, God does not have a checklist on your life. He's not looking down with you every day and say, okay, no, you didn't, you didn't have your time with the Lord yeah. today. Not checking you off today. Yeah, done on that one, no, man. No wow. gold star for you. I mean, it's not the way it works. God just wants you to spend time with Him. Amen. And any day that you get up and spend time with Him, uh, you you are going to, uh, you know, uh, God's going to delight in you. Uh, he already delights in you. If you're His child, He delights in you. But God just wants you to spend time with Him. And so, if you know, if you struggle, just get back up. Try I would, again. I would say going. He's delighted to spend time he with you. He is delighted to spend time. That's yeah. a good way to put it. He's delighted to spend time with you. So, that's it, Pops. All right. Well, Pastor, I think this has been a great way to just, uh, for me, to renew my uh, commitment once again to be with the Lord. So as we uh, think about what uh, we're going to be doing this week with our time with the Lord, why don't you get us ready yep, for next yep. week? Well, I hope this has been helpful for you today. And if it's been helpful for you uh, and and you like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you have new content delivery to advice every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.